Hello world, welcome to the Time for Talk podcast, your official guide to understanding speech and language delay with your host, Libby Smith. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Time for Talk podcast. I am really excited because I have a new special guest joining me on this week's episode and she's here right now. So could you please introduce yourself? Of course. Uh, so my name is Samantha Johnson. I am your current Ms. Royal Northwest, and I'll be competing in Royal UK in September. Well, that's exciting. Not not too long. Only a couple more months. Are you excited for it? Yeah, I'm really excited. Could you please explain what your connection is to autism awareness? So my connection to autism is actually my son. So my son is four and last month he actually got his autism diagnosis. Uh, so we're fairly, fairly new learning about it, but um, that is my connection. And so from a parent's perspective, how has this journey been with your son Noah since receiving his diagnosis? And also, what was the diagnosis process like? So the process was quite lengthy. Um, it actually started quite a few years ago. So um, when he was about two, a family member actually mentioned that Noah potentially had signs of, of autistic traits. Um, and I suppose I would have picked up on them potentially earlier if family had been around us but because of the pandemic we were um, just at home with me Noah and my partner and um, we just didn't really think of any of these things being potential signs like the delay in speech and understanding um, because he was flourishing in so many other ways we just didn't see it so we basically um, went to the doctors and expressed our concerns. Uh, they then did all like standard tests first. So they checked the hearing's okay. And that's not the reason behind some of these things, like traits. And they refer them to speech and language to try and like work on their development to see if the, it just needs a little bit more intervention and that would naturally trigger their speech and language. Um, and once you've gone through all the standardised ones, they then refer you to a paediatric doctor um, and he then decides whether they're going to put them on the pathway or not. So there's like a standardised way of doing it. This also, just for reference for anybody listening, is um, the way that the NHS do it. We went through the NHS completely. We didn't go down the private route at all. So um, just to clarify my um, experiences purely from the uh, NHS side. So with my experience we had um, an initial assessment where you have a paediatric doctor and um, there's a nurse in there as well. The nurse is like a, a play therapist and they um, they basically interact with Noah and they're doing some notes on how he interacts with them and the paediatric doctor is asking me lots of questions about like his tendencies things like that just so they can get a full picture of Noah um, about halfway through that, they actually did tell me that they were going to put Noah onto the pathway. It was a bit of a shock to me, if I'm honest, because at that stage, I think I was still very sceptical because to me, Noah was just perfect. And it's not to say he isn't perfect because he has been diagnosed. It was just at my my level of understanding then of what autism is, it, it felt quite um, strange to be going through this process and have uh, doctors like judge your child um, and 
it was a little bit of a shock. They then continued the whole appointment and like I say, they put him onto the pathway. Um, and what the pathway is, is, is literally the pathway to getting an autism diagnosis. So on that path, um, that basically means that they'll start contacting everybody who's involved with the child and they get basically a picture of them from the nursery setting, from like any health professionals that are involved. Um, they ask me to fill out a massive questionnaire um, and it's just so they can get an overall picture. And then that goes to what's called a panel. Um, the panel then look at all this information and make a decision uh, between them all that uh, basically decides whether they're going to diagnose them or not. Or there is a middle ground, which is called an ADOS assessment. Um, which is a standardised test if, if they can't make a decision from um, from just the information they've been given. And Noah was quite a difficult one. Like the speech and language would always say to me that some days they'd meet him and they would never even consider him being put on the pathway. Other times they look at him and think, oh, there's a potential there. Um, but there was nobody saying that he like had a day where they were like, yeah, definitely that's autism. So they did this standardized test on him in the end because they couldn't make a decision and um what that is is another similar setup to the pathway assessment but this time um i'm not doing any of the talking it's all just based on what noah can and can't do how he interacts different activities things like that and i just have to sit there and be present so noah obviously has me for safety um but it's just somebody making notes they have a camera on him as well so they can review it afterwards and then there's a play therapist playing with him um and then that gets sent back to the panel and then they make a decision from that because that's actually got a score on it so um it's pretty much definitive from from that assessment um and then they do a review with you so i had a review meeting and that is where they they tell you explain the diagnosis and tell them what level they've come out at and um, so noah's level two moderate and that's purely for um like support reasons why they they have that system there um, it's not to treat it like an illness or something to be treated it's just so the right level of support and adaptations can be given to him um but yeah that's really the stage we've gotten up to up to now because uh, it's quite early stages of us actually having the diagnosis but it it's been a lengthy journey to get to this point but now we know and i have getting the right knowledge to be able to educate myself on autism and um how it's just basically adapting life to suit noah um yeah it, it, it's been lovely but it's worth it to now have this knowledge so i understand that with your journey to royal that you are raising money for a charity called space for autism could you please tell me a little bit more about this charity and what they do exactly Space for Autism. Um, I chose them because when I was choosing my um, next pageant journey and I'd already made the decision that autism um, awareness was going to be my platform, I was considering um, doing uh, the National Autism Charity. However, Space for Autism, in the short time that we've been involved with them since Noah's diagnosis, they've offered so much support and they have so many resources and um, they are Cheshire based, but they have um, workshops on nearly every day. They have different events and activities um, for people with autism of all ages and also for parents and carers and just people that have 
to want to know more about autism and how to um, make make everyday life more accepting for people with autism and autistic traits they they do workshops so you can learn and um, just educate yourself more and they've offered me there's one that's for like zero to four um, and they they have such a variety of um, facilities whether it's minimal and you just need somebody to talk to and turn to which is I suppose the stage that I'm very much at as somebody that's just just being made aware of this it's just having somebody to be able to reach out to and just be able to ask the questions and not feel silly for asking these questions um but also knowing that there is all these um support groups i think they have like meetups for parents with different subjects like for me like noah's not potty trained at the moment because he's he really struggles with the understanding there and i've already been told that they've got a support group and it's basically a load of parents that are going to go and talk and say well this this works for me this doesn't work for me and you're all not in judgment of each other because you're all going through the same process where I think when you kind of go to um, nursery and speak to the other mums, they're, they're a little bit more like your typical parenting handbook, kind of, well, this is what you should try. But with autism, the parent handbook doesn't doesn't really, um, it doesn't work. It, I got told on the first, um, when I first got told about his diagnosis by the lady who actually volunteers for Space for Autism, she actually told me to throw the typical parenting handbook out the window and that's obviously metaphorical but um yeah it meant a lot because there's so many things that i try with noah that just don't work and that's okay um since i've had that pressure relieved um and we're just trying things noah's way it actually has become so much easier but it's just honestly an amazing charity and um when i was making the decision they completely won me over um, and yeah, they they already have outdone themselves, so I can't wait to support them. And with your pageant title, what is your mission with this platform? What is the key message you want others to understand about autism? My goal with my title and having autism awareness as my platform is one to educate others, whether that's parents, guardians, or whether that's just people who maybe know someone who's autistic or just for anybody who doesn't fully understand autism or how varied it is. It's, it's been a learning curve for me because Noah doesn't tick the usual autism boxes. So people think of autism and typically they think um, someone who's very antisocial, can't deal with change of routine um, and things like that, where Noah's completely opposite side. He is so social, but he just lacks the communication skills and he loves change. He loves going to new places. Um, so people will typically look at Noah and go, well, he's not autistic because this is him and there is a really nice post that um, I'm, I'm going to share pretty soon on, on my pages and it's um, it describes how although everybody who has autism is different they have different ingredients in them um, so they describe it as an ice cream sundae basically and every glass looks different but the ice cream sundae is holding which means everybody looks different and everybody has different ingredients so for example 
Noah's chocolate sauce because he's really social and some autistic people are strawberry sauce where they they're a bit more introverted and they don't they really struggle with the social situations and they break it down like that into these different flavors so it's really easy for anybody of any age any generation to understand when you read it it kind of in my head it just clicked and I was like right this this makes more sense now um and it's little things like that that I know that really helped me with my understanding so I just want to share more things like that and more simple adaptations like Noah's got so many little simple things that should just be in place with schools already so they can adapt and, and deal with day-to-day -day life but these simple things like now and next boards um, which is just a simple thing of telling telling a child what we're doing now and what's going to happen next which is it's simple because it's what we want as adults we want to know what's happening now and what's happening next and um, so it's breaking it down for children to understand when they when they lack that communication skill um, and understand it and to have it as a picture form so they can look and be reassured that okay this is what's happening now and that's what's happening next um, and it takes away that element of surprise or shock and um, when you do that next activity for example um, but little simple adaptations like that can be put into places like schools and nurseries just to help them fit in and and cope um, and things like that is what I want to share uh, and just generally make more people aware of what I'm learning because I was quite oblivious to autism until until recently when it's become a lot more apparent than it's now a big part of my life important is it to you that children who have been diagnosed with autism are treated equally within schools and society as a whole? Being treated fairly is one of my biggest concerns I think as a mum who's just had a child who's got an autism diagnosis. I know just from his speech delay he's already excluded a lot with his peers um, I mean simple things like he hasn't been invited to a birthday party this year um, in nursery and he hasn't been invited actually to all bar one and you see the invites go out to these kids because um, they're, they're just very apparent when, when you pick up um, but uh, when you pick up your child and you see that obviously everyone else has got an invitation but your child hasn't um, and it's clearly because he is behind in his communication skills so he doesn't come home and say oh I'm friends with so-and-so and he probably doesn't have kids that go home and say oh I'm friends with, with Noah um, because he doesn't have that ability to talk and make them relationships um, and that's really sad and I, I fear that obviously that is more of what the future holds and I think that's another reason why raising awareness is so important to me because I don't want that to be the case I want I want people to not think oh we don't invite Noah because he's autistic and we don't understand him I want them to realize that it's nothing to be afraid of and it's just Noah's Noah just like any other child is is, is that child he just has things he likes and dislikes and ways that he needs the world to work he just sees the world through through a different colour lens basically and um yeah I really hope that parents and um schools and anybody that's involved with Noah can just really understand him and treat him as he should be treated because I will advocate for him as much as I can um, physically do and I will make sure that he's treated fairly as long as I'm involved and my final question to you is what piece of advice would you give 
to a parent who is in a similar situation to yourself. So for any parent that think, is thinking that their child might be autistic, um, I would say speak to your health visitor, speak to your doctors. Um, don't be afraid because autism isn't something to be afraid of or it's not some disease. Um, it's just understanding your child's needs and helping them work in the typical world because not everything works the way we want it to. Um, that's how we deal with life. But for somebody with autism, it's like that, but even worse. So think about how you can support your child. And if seeking an autistic di an autism diagnosis is going to make that world a bit easier for them because they'll get the right support for their needs and you'll be able to have a better understanding because you'll have more facilities to to um, access, to be able to get support for you, to be able to, to basically do the best parenting you can for them um, that is where that is what I'd say to any parent that's thinking about it because it is scary and it's it's upsetting to have all these people judge your child and and have everybody's everybody has an opinion when you tell them that they're potentially autistic everyone wants to say oh no no they're not no they're not the perfect it's like yes he is perfect my son is perfect he has autism that he is perfect and um, it's what is part it's part of him that makes him perfect so I just wouldn't be afraid of it um I won't say it's not an emotional journey because it is um and it's mainly fear of the unknown for me and if any parent wants me to speak to them in detail about um about the process um more than I have done today then I would urge them to reach out to me because I would love to help others that were in my situation. Now if my listeners would like to follow you to stay up to date with all your pageant prep and of course all the incredible work that you are doing to raise awareness for autism, how can they find you? What are your social media handles? So if anyone does want to follow my pageant journey and um, see my post about autism awareness, then you just need to head to my Instagram, which is Samantha Pageant Page. And um, also you can find me on Facebook, which is also Samantha's Pageant Page. Um, I think Facebook has a on the end, <laughs> but uh, my Instagram is just Samantha Pageant Page. Thank you so much, Samantha, for coming on the podcast and sharing your story. If you would like to stay up to date on all the latest news surrounding Time for Talk, the podcast itself and any future campaigns we have going on, then feel free to follow us on Instagram at Time for Talk Podcast. so much for listening and continuing to support the podcast it truly means so much Bye.